You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Aroture. This is episode 87. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe the mind is the engine room of your life. Episode 87 is Spiritual Lessons from 2023. Hey, my friend, how are you doing? How has your year been? (laughs) How has this month been? How's your week been? How are you doing today? Well, it's easy to assume that everyone is pretty much on the same plane at this time of the year as we slowly wrap up or get ready to say goodbye to 2024. I'm recording this pre-Christmas day, so you are probably getting ready for Christmas, thinking about Christmas, thinking about loved ones. Maybe you are nursing a hurt or even the fear of what Christmas day will look like for you, perhaps because you recently lost a loved one or you remember at Christmas or their presence or rather their absence is felt even more at Christmas time. Or maybe you're a mom to young children and you just need some time to yourself. You know, they're under your feet, they're all around you. Or perhaps you made a major decision this year that you're still coming to terms with. Whatever the season looks like for you, I'm praying for you. I've got you on my mind this instant as I'm recording this. And I'm praying for strength. I'm praying for peace. I pray for direction for you and for clarity of mind. Because let's face it, 2023 has been an interesting one. Yes, we've had years like pandemic years and we've had all sorts of challenges that's been globally felt or globally discussed. I know that this year for many has been an interesting one and that includes myself. So I'm praying for you and I I pray that 2024 will find you expectant of the best that God has planned for you. So what lessons have you learned this year? (laughs) Lessons are essential to our growth and we will not find lessons or come across lessons or learn lessons unless we're searching for them because they don't come showing up as lessons. They tend to come wrapped up in challenges and situations and they're only visible to the mind that's looking for it. They're visible to the mind that's intuitive enough to know that there is more beyond what they can see. And I'm curious to know your lessons because, you know, we're humans and we're limited in our experiences, which means that the most intuitive, wisest, smartest, intentional person can only have experiences that are laid out on their own path. They cannot learn from the lives of others unless others share what's going on in theirs or share their own lessons. So I would love to know what you have learned 
in 2023. When you visit my website, talksarotere.com, you will find a microphone on the homepage that will allow you to leave a voice message. So you don't need any equipment. You don't need to be plugged into anything. You just need to click speak and then you listen to it if you want to and then hit send. And I would love for you to record your lessons from 2023 and then I can share it with the podcast audience in subsequent episodes. I think that would be awesome. I hope you've been well. And even as I say that, I want to correct myself and say, thank God you have been you have been well. And yes, it sounds presumptuous, but it's because I'm learning to see life from a different perspective. I no longer want to judge only things that are pleasant as good. I want us to find the blessing in every challenge. I want us to Oh, desperately want us to believe that in every problem, there is an equal and opposite blessing wrapped up in it. We just need to find it. What many of us do instead of searching for the lesson is we search for the exit door and not the lesson. And that includes me. Mine goes something like this. Lord, okay, please just get me out of this. Just get me out of this and I'll be fine. Just get me. I'm, I'm on, I'm on repeat. Like I'm just like a broken record. Deliver me, deliver me, deliver me. Get me out of this, get me out of this, get me out of this. But then what if there are lessons in there that I'm supposed to pick up? So learning to say thank you. In all things, give thanks. Just be thankful because the lessons may not be obvious because it's dark in there, but they are there nonetheless and the growth is happening. In the hidden recesses of your heart, you are growing. In the previous episode, I shared about my food poisoning experience in Frankfurt. It's been well over a month, actually two months now, and I'm still reaping the benefits of it. I see how my flesh has taken center stage as the most important entity in this whole production called life. And like a spoiled child, it whines and it cries when it's uncomfortable because it wants to have its way. Even in recording this episode, I was ready to move it to the weekend, not because it was impossible to do it, but because it would have been easier. And so I'm learning to recognize when my flesh is pressing for easier because something is being given up that is significantly more important. Well, I'm glad I pressed through the difficulty, whatever that difficulty was, and Today, you're listening to episode 87. I want to share just three of some of the lessons I've learned this year. I shared these with my church family last night, and I'd love to extend it to you. In the show notes, I've left details if you'd like to know more. I attend an online church called Lighthouse, and I've also got my other physical church called Kings in Bromley. So, Lesson one was, or is, God loves you. I don't know about you, but I recall as a child Sunday school songs like Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and so many that speak of God's love for us. And so many of us were raised on a foundation that was a composite of parental love and God's love. And as we got older, 
somewhere the message changed and we started to hear God hates sin. God is watching you. God will judge you. Hell is real. <laughs> it's as though the people in authority decided to tell us age-appropriate messages that a toddler is too young to know about hell and damnation, but the minute the first lie is told, hey, let's let him know that he'll go to hell if he lies. And so I grew up seeing God as an angry man waiting to strike us down. And for many of us, that was the basis of our relationship with God, of our spiritual life. And what happens then is that it turns us into beggars of his mercy. And this is mercy that has been in place since Christ died on the cross. And then we begin to operate with a performance mentality, wanting to please God with our behavior. We get into that mode where we see ourselves as the sorry sinner who needs the mercy of God not the one, the child of God who has received the love and the mercy of God. And so God loves you is one of the lessons that I want to share because I experienced it this year. I had a season where I was battling with some issues that left to me, left to my natural mind, and pretty much anybody's mind, what I should have received was judgment. But instead, I felt God's love chasing me and following me and pulling me along and telling me, I'll help you out of this situation. And I just felt such an incredible love of God. And I want you to know that God loves you unconditionally. You know, he loves you in a way that your mind cannot possibly comprehend. Why can't your mind comprehend the love of God? <laughs> because God's love is spiritual and the spiritual is superior to the emotional, to the mental. The hierarchy of our existence as humans is spirit, soul and body with the spirit being at the top because it's connected to God. So that's a level of experience that cannot be felt by the mind and cannot be felt by the body. It means then that when you cannot feel the love of God, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because you're incapable in that moment of detecting it. Perhaps because your mind is trying to experience it or your body your, your senses are looking for physical evidence of that love. But that love supersedes the physical, the mental, the logic, the emotional. The second lesson is God is faithful. Now, if you go to church or you are in the Christian community, you will know that this has become a cliche. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is rich in meaning and it's heavy with truth. God is faithful means that when we speak to him, we are speaking to the same God that spoke to Abraham. His character then is his character now. 
When you read scriptures like a story, like a history book, you'll find that God always did what he promised and he hasn't changed. There is no 2023 version of God. You know, one of my favorite things when I read or look up a word in the dictionary, I use the dictionary online and it always has a graph that tells you the use of that word over a period of time. So you'd see a graph that say that shows maybe in the 70s that particular word was very popular and then in the 80s it dips completely and then suddenly there's a resurgence in 2023 or 2022. And then when you think also about how policies change, you know, the other day I heard that the, the Pope has said that priests can now bless same-sex marriages. Once upon a time, this was not even up for discussion in the church. And then you think about the fact that the world is being told to recognize various genders, not being told, being forced to recognize various genders. This is a conversation that has never, ever been held, at least at some point in history. My point is that the world is in a constant state of change, but God never changes because change is required. For change to happen, change needs to happen in a timeline. There needs to be a before and an after. But with God, he is outside of the realm of time because time is a function of the physical world we live in. So it follows then that God does not change and who he was when he spoke to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the fathers of faith is who he still is today. This morning I read a scripture when Sarah had her baby. It says, God did it at the exact time he said he would. And prior to that, he said, God did for Abraham exactly what he said he was going to do. And the Bible is filled with so many stories and promises. One of the most fascinating ones I came across was when Joshua was about to cross the Jordan with the children of Israel. And God had told them to march around Jericho and knock down the wall. Well, not knock down, but march around Jericho for seven days. And on the seventh day, they were to march seven times and then shout in praise at the sound of the trumpet. And they did that and the walls came crashing down and the Israelites rushed in and they um, took off, they, they, they removed the devoted items. This is like silver and gold, which were devoted to God. And then they burned the whole city, like they, they raised the city, sparing only Rahab and her household, who they had made an oath to because she helped them when they came to spy the land previously. And Joshua said these words, he goes, cursed before God, cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild the city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. Well, guess what? It was 550 years later that a man called Heel, H-I-E-L, tried to rebuild 
Jericho or started to rebuild Jericho. And the Bible says he laid the first stone with his first son and the gates with his last son. I was reading a commentary that explained why it was the first and last, that it was symbolic of all of his sons from the first to the last son so that his name will be snuffed out and he will never continue, his lineage will not continue. Now, if that's not faithfulness, I don't know what is. Yes, it's gruesome. Yes, it's sad. But God is faithful, which means that he does not change based on circumstances. He's not only faithful in the good, but he's also faithful in challenges too, or difficulties, or the bad. Let's just call it what it is. Abraham, we talk a lot about Abraham being the father of faith. But I want us to turn our minds away from Abraham who trusted God, but then focus on the God that Abraham trusted. I want you to know that coming to that place of trusting God when there is no physical evidence or or reason even or logic for you to do so is going to require you to go through multiple experiences where you need God to come through for you and he does. And that is how our faith in God gets built, which means that the challenges that you faced in 2023 will serve to strengthen your faith and increase your trust in God. It is unpleasant. I don't like challenges. You know, it it leaves a bitter taste. Well, it, it is a bitter taste in my mouth when it's happening. Even when I can feel God's presence with me, I, I don't like challenges and I don't know anybody who does. I've even made peace with the fact that it is going to happen and that even when I'm coming out of a dark place or a difficulty and coming into the light and peace and pleasure and relaxation, at the back of my mind, I know that I'm going to go through a challenge again. But the challenge isn't decide, it's not designed to destroy us or it's not pointless. It serves to strengthen our faith in God. And so God is faithful. God is love. God is willing is a third lesson. I learned this lesson in Matthew 8, 1 to 3, when a man with leprosy came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus touched the man and said, I am willing, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. I am is the character of Jesus. When Jesus said, I am willing, he was saying, my character is the willingness to heal, to help. I am willing, I am on your side. I am always willing for you to be whole. I am always willing for you to be wealthy. I am always willing for you to be healthy, for your mind to be sound. My state of being is willingness. I used to think that the parables and stories and miracles in the Bible when Jesus walked on earth were sort of restricted to that particular person and time. And what that did for me was make me read the Bible like a storybook or a history book and I've sort of got to find my own way. Well, the stories are there, 
to show us the limitless power of God, the limitless love of God, and the ever faithfulness of God. And Jesus is always willing. Everything that he said, everything that he did, was a reflection of God's character and not a random, isolated incident for that moment only. So you can now think about every time that Jesus helped somebody and put yourself in that position and say, in the same way he helped and loved this person, that is his character. So he feels exactly the same way for us. He feels the same way for me. The scripture says in Matthew 7, 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts or give good things to those who ask him? Another one says, all good and perfect gifts come from God. Yet another says, God's thoughts towards us are good and not evil. God is always in a state of willingness to give us good gifts to forgive us, to cleanse us, because all of his promises are already yes and amen. We are the ones that are coming into a place of revelation and understanding. The word is already settled in heaven. So I'd like us to remember, God is faithful, God is love, God is willing. In my next few episodes, I will be chatting with some absolutely amazing women my besties, starting with none other than Drumroll, Susie Bannerman. Yay! You know Susie. She has been on the Living Inside Our podcast before, but more than that, I have referred to her a gazillion times. She is the Susie in my TEDx talk, which I forgot to mention. If you haven't watched it, you've got to. You have to watch it. You've got to be inspired by it and you have to share it. This is not a request. This is an instruction. (laughs) But you'd remember Susie from when we did our video recording, a podcast episode. It was two episodes actually because we talked and talked and talked and we had split it into two. This was when we did lessons from 2021. Susie is a sage, a wise woman. She has a heart of gold. She is gold. I call her my precious gem because that's who she is. And we're going to be talking about our lessons from 2023. And trust me, we have a lot. You so don't want to miss that one. So that's coming soon. And you finally get to meet Titi. I announced in the previous episode that Titi was going to be on Living Inside Out and I hadn't even asked her. And she is or used to be camera shy. but She has been completely delivered from that. (laughs) Titi is amazing, full of wisdom. The one thing you're going to come away with without her even speaking is the, she's got this presence, this, this, uh, calmness about her that even if you are stressed and worried, you you take on her calmness. She just looks unruffled, unbothered. That's who she is. Wise woman, incredible friend, um, great mom. She's a mom of twin boys. And so, yeah, you get to meet her as well. So she's coming. Um, I hope to also get Oga on. Oga is another dear friend of mine who is 
my best best way I can I can describe my friend Olga is she is not ordinary. She's extraordinary. She literally is beyond extraordinary. She's a unique human being, a dear, dear sister, a dear friend of mine. I find that the collective wisdom of the women in our lives are a treasure. So we'll see. We'll see what we're going to gain from them and if I can convince Olga to come on as well. But either way, we're going to have a ball. Merry Christmas. I wish you the best that God has for you. I thank you so much for listening, for bearing with me, for sharing, for commenting, for coming back to me with comments. Just last Sunday, someone said to me, what happened to your newsletter stops? I used to look forward to it. And I confess that I sort of stopped it because I was I was relying on physical proof that it was being received. And that physical proof was, hey, I don't get a lot of people emailing me back to say this really blessed me and I don't want to bother people by sending them emails. We all get too many already. And she said to me, you didn't tell us to say anything to you. You didn't tell us to reply and share your thoughts. And I thought, oh, no, that's true. I didn't. So I'm going to get back onto that. But bear with me. Um, and you have been very patient because I want to stop talking now, actually. You've been very patient. And I thank you. I will chat with you one more time before the year runs out. God bless you. Have a good day.